My name is Deborah. I'm a writer who loves all things money. I'm Hui Yu, and I'm a financial advisor who wants to help you fall in love with money. And you're listening to Good Girls Talk About Money, the monthly podcast where we talk about how you can build a clearer picture of your financial well-being and be more confident about money in general. Okay, today we have a very special guest for the month of March. Um, Deborah Tan went on holiday, my usual partner in crime. So today I will be inviting my longtime friend from the insurance industry. Um, her name is Mandy. She will introduce herself to us later. Mandy, how you So happy to see you hey. on Zoom. I'm seeing her on Zoom today. Okay, so Mandy, can you tell us more about yourself and who you're representing? Um, how many years you have been in the industry? Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. My name is Mandy, and I have been in the general insurance industry for about 10 years. I'm currently in Alliance Insurance Singapore as a BDM, Business Development Manager, and also a commercial underwriter. So, um, story about me started about uh, when I was a financial advisor about 15 years ago. Um, and since today we are talking about home insurance, I would like to share a little story about my first contact of home insurance. So once upon a time, I was taking out this home insurance product and thinking, wow, this is a great way. Everybody needs a home insurance. I should just do door-to-door knocking and explaining to residents on the importance of home insurance. So I think this session is quite appropriate. And thank you for inviting uh, for me to share. I'm really excited to uh, talk about home insurance. I think I'm highly passionate about everybody should just have a home insurance <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, for their house. Because it's so underrated and it's so important. So I started door-to-door knocking uh, on a bunch of, uh, on a, a row of HDB flat. And I realized that, hey, people actually needed this kind of education on, especially on the, how different is uh, insurance company provided home insurance versus what they have been getting from HDB. So uh, we do quite a lot of like um, educating the home to home, um, doing our home to home visits. Lah. So from the initial years of marketing home insurance to residents, it seems like the most common rejection that I faced was that I already have HDB fire insurance or mm. home insurance. Uh, why do I still need to get uh, a fire insurance from you? Um, so this is when I started pulling out articles to show that basic fire insurance is barely enough to cover homeowners. I lost the article already. It was like 15 years ago. But the content of the article is basically this very, very badly burnt down HDB. And then the headline is HDB fire insurance only pays $5,000 for this damage. You would have thought that is enough. But you know, in today, even in 10 years ago or 15 years ago kind of context, you're looking at $5,000 to renovate the whole house, which is unlikely possible uh, probably enough for you to do some plumbing work electric work and painting work so you would be moving in back with the five thousand dollars budget back to a very very empty house because that's the whole intention of a HDB fire insurance is to reinstate to its original state right right and five thousand yeah. dollars by today's context is really so small yeah probably enough to hire an electrician <laughs> oh you know because i was um Yesterday, I just had the aircon technician come, right, and give me a quotation. It was already like almost 4,000. And mm. that's just aircon alone. Mm. Because okay. when you bought that house, your house didn't come with aircon. So those <laughs> are not covered by the HDB fire insurance. Okay, <laughs> the job is to, to cover the foremost and reinstating to its, uh, to its original state. So that's the basic cover. But of yeah. course, some people along the way have upgraded, maybe get... Uh, 
I don't know, AIG, Enhanced Home, etc. They have different coverage. La. But for the purpose of this um, explanation of its importance of a proper home insurance, I think we'll just assume that majority of them owns the basic HDB fire insurance for easier comparison. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so I think this is a very important topic because I get this question all the time from my clients. Like, hey, Hui, I, I mean, when I, when I sign my mortgage with the bank or HDB, uh, they already make me buy insurance, ma. If they already have that, uh, then the question is, do I still need to upgrade my insurance? Which is exactly mm. what Mandy was talking about. So, Mandy, can you tell us more? So, usually when the bank forces you to buy insurance, right, it comes with an agenda. The agenda is not to protect you, it's generally to protect them. Huh. So, in the instant, <laughs> why would they be so nice selling insurance? It's not for the no commission. <laughs> no, uh-huh. it's never. It's to protect the bank's interest. If you look at a policy issued by any financial institution, a fire insurance issued by them, it comes with the policyholder name and the financial institution as a joint insured or otherwise as a co-insured. There will also be clauses that will protect the bank's interest within that policy. So for a start, if you have um outstanding mortgage, this financial institution would ensure that you have this fire insurance. And the reason is because... um they would be worried that in the event of fire, you have no money to go and reinstate your house and then they cannot sell it off at an auction. So they would take this insurance money and then reinstate to, its, uh, to whatever state that is sellable. That's so that they can auction it off like, to generally protect their loans. <laughs> and that would quote me on. <laughs> but but <laughs> I kind of figured out that most of the fire insurance policies that is issued by um, financial institutions would come with the clause that mainly serves to protect um, part of the insurance interest but mostly on the financial institution's interest yeah and this become like most people feel that this cover is sufficient mm-hmm. and I think if let's say the bank decide that okay this some insured deserve to go to the policy holder it's, it's still okay but I think the intent of this policy is really to protect the outstanding mortgage yeah um, so it's also common that these fire insurance are very basic and the policy would have clauses such as cancellation is determined by the financial institution or even claim payout will go straight to the financial institution. So from these clauses, you would be able to determine that, hey, actually, the policyholder may be the policyholder, but the eventual sum initiative may end up going to the financial institution to clear off their outstanding mortgage or to, um, not exactly clear off, but or to protect their house in the event of a fire so that the mortgage are not affected. Yeah. I'm going to pause you here for a while uh, because I think what you just said is very, very important and something that most people don't know. Can you repeat again? Uh, if let's say there's a payout, mm. most likely the payout goes to who? Uh, the financial institution would determine whether they would be the one receiving the payout or the insured. Yeah. Basically, if you need to do a claim, it's very likely that the financial institution may determine that they are the ones who who should be receiving the payout and not the homeowner. Mm. Okay, so, so, so guys, please, please, please um, take note of this because you may think that you have an insurance covering you for everything, but when you claim, you may not receive anything. Am, am I correct, Mandy? Uh, yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, la, I think that one we have to leave to uh, an individual's uh, home insurance because they may, they may really work differently, but Overall, uh, once a financial institution is within the policy, they do have rights over the policy, be it comes to cancellation or uh, claims decision. 
So for clarity, I think that is um, better. Uh, of course, we can't speak for every single policy issued by financial institution. Best for the insured to check their policy terms or even call up the bank to confirm uh, how would the claim behavior be like. And I, and I see that um, Mandy has also done some stats for us. So Mandy, mm. you want to share more about the stats? Okay, yes. Um, so we know, right, about 80% of Singapore population reside in HDB flats. So this is based on the latest 2021 HDB um, statistics. Um, HDB fire insurance basically would, uh, as I shared earlier, cover the four walls, fixtures and fittings in our original state. So it doesn't cover the owner's home renovation and contents. So uh, in the event that if you feel that a HDB fire insurance is sufficient, then... Um, if there's really a fire, you'll be a reinstating up to the four walls and maybe the floor tiles if it's provided to you. Uh, maybe some building back of the window if it was provided by the HDB and basically that's it. They'll be moving into an empty house. So uh, our insured would have to end up forking out. No, sorry. Our non-insured <laughs> will be end up forking out <laughs> money uh, to buy furniture, to buy bed, to buy... TV appliances, etc., because those would not be covered under the fire insurance. Right, right. Okay, okay. I think I think that's a very good way to to describe it, and and I now have a very clear idea of what's covered by the basic insurance and what isn't. Okay, so here's my story, which was a uh, quite dramatic. I remember on the week of uh, Chinese New Year this year, which is just like maybe two, one month ago, two months ago, mm. at about 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning, my neighbor called me. Okay, I was sleeping mm. at 5 a.m. Of course, I was sleeping. And when I picked up the phone, my neighbor was like, hey, fire, fire. And oh, God. <laughs> what are you talking about? So then she was like, I'm serious now, leave your house now. So in my groggy state, I jumped out of bed, I opened my room door, and my whole house was already smoky. Okay, so basically, the fire has been going on for a while. So I grabbed my cats, I rushed downstairs, and basically, um, you will see this in the news, uh, 280 residents from my block were evacuated on a Saturday morning 5am because most people were sleeping. Okay, That whole unit was burned down that building unit also affected a few floors up and the mm. floor downstairs. Because mm. when the firefighters came to put out the fire, right, they put out all over the house, which then caused the unit downstairs roof to leak in the mm. whole house. Okay. Mm. So, I mean, from what I can easily see uh, when I take the lift, right, at least like four or five units are being affected by one, mm. one person's fire. Then, of course everybody started asking me about fire insurance. Did I buy for myself? Can they claim? Can who claim? What if the person never buy? Then they claim from who? <laughs> okay. So, so convenient, so, right? Just face at your door. Ask me about fire insurance. <laughs> someone asked me to set up a booth downstairs, okay? <laughs> but anyway. So that's why I had the idea of inviting Mandy to our show and asking you uh, to tell us more about like fire insurance, Home content insurance, all risk cover. Because these terms, right, are confusing even for me. Then let alone a layman. So maybe, Mandy, in simple words, can you help us understand the difference? Okay. 
Um, I think for a start, uh, we quote an example of this fire. So a fire breaks out and then the first person who pay will be HDB Fire Insurance. They will come in first, pay the reinstatement to its original state. Then um, owner will have to fork out money to make up make it livable again. Okay, such as you have to build a kitchen, TV console, for ceiling, toilet. So most people would at least spend about 40000 on renovation. A simple renovation in current dollar would be about 40 k Then after that, we have to um, buy some furniture, bed, sofa, dining table. Uh, Then after that, microwave and fridge, like appliances, etc. So you, if you own Allianz Home Protect, advertise a bit. So if you own our Home Protect, your furniture, fixtures and fittings and content in this event of fire will be covered. Covering means you pay that reinstatement cost first, then take that receipt and claim it from us. Okay. So you buy $100,000 sum insured, we'll pay you up to that $100,000. Then, um, of course, in the meantime, because your house is undergoing renovation, you will also need to relocate to another place. Oh, because, yeah. you know, your, your house is currently un- unlivable, right? So yeah. uh, alternative living arrangement is something which is neglected as well, but it's very important in the event of such crisis. So this alternative living cost should also be considered and covered. Goodness for you, we also cover. <laughs> oh, very nice. Okay. <laughs> So back to the topic of what is fire cover and what is all risk. Fire insurance basically just means we cover fire and extra perils. Extra perils like water pipe bursting, uh, lightning, explosion, riot strike, civil commotion. Yeah, all this natural disaster. I think the more common one in Singapore will be fire and flooding. Yeah. So these two will be covered under a fire and EP policy. All risk on the other hand means... On top of fire and these extra perils, the insurance will also cover for accidental damages. Okay, so for example, if my son likes to play soccer in the living room and then suddenly he kick, 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 kick until the whole TV dropped and then the TV shattered, I will need to buy a new TV while being very angry with my son. So, <laughs> angry, if it's not covered by insurance, I'll be lucky angry. So, <laughs> so, basically, covering the TV becomes very important because the TV, even though it's $600, it's still a heartache yeah so because I have an always insurance cover I'll be able to claim for that TV and then my son will get lesser beating (laughs) good to know okay (laughs) okay so for that because always covers accidental damages unexpected situations like that would help to cover uh, this portion now a little bit about our benefit again Alliance Home Protect would cover this situation <laughs> if you choose to do a pop-up benefit to cover electrical appliances suddenly I feel like I'm doing this TV commercial <laughs> I think does it does it help you understand this always difference oh yes it's so much clearer now thanks <laughs> and uh, I feel very fortunate for your son that uh, you bought <laughs> actually you should make him pay for the, for the premium you know mm, it comes from my money or so <laughs> Still not at the earning age yet. Next time. <laughs> Mandy, you can you can tell us more on like why people don't take home insurance seriously. Mm, because honestly, when I there, there, there are a variety of people. Um, youngsters nowadays they spend a lot on renovation. Hmm. But maybe the older generation, they don't really care about renovation. A house, simple renovation can already like maybe just paint four walls and put a wooden sofa there, then after that, a coffee table. Then that's about it. <laughs> so so the renovation can be costing very little for, for simple reno back then. 
So uh, when we target this group of people, they feel that they can afford the simple renovation. And if, let's say, even the youngster, if their whole house is burned down, that like $80,000 house is burned down, they will feel that. And my law, at most, A, I ask my mother for more money to renovate. B, <laughs> reduce my expectation on renovation if I cannot afford 80000 uh, That one, the design outdated already. I'll just spend another 20000 to do up another design. So most people would think that they can afford their own renovation. Be it you have money in your bank uh, as savings, or be it you have other source of income, that other source of money that can compensate that. Um, so they don't really, they don't see enough fire in their life also. <laughs> so people think, hey, um, there's, there's so little fire going on. Uh, yeah, the risk very low one. Uh, what happened to me one? Uh, I so sorry one. Uh, just like how everybody feel about COVID last time. <laughs> you know the week that uh, my house got fire, right? That same week, three places got fire. Yeah. My house, Tampines, I don't know where else. We have about 4,000 or 5,000 fire a year out of so this many HDB flat. Yeah, so many. Oh. Uh, the stats is from SCBF website. Can give you a check. Yeah. So, um, so I was surprised by the statistics as well. So we have about four five thousand um fire per year. I still wonder why people don't 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 see fire as a very common peril. Uh, it's really quite common. It can happen because people like to burn candles nowadays. People ah, like to yes. overcharge handphone. <laughs> <laughs> Curtain blow on the candle. I don't know. PMD fire. We see that happening in the leaf. There's so many situations like this that could easily cause fire. They just they just feel that a hey, actually I don't need fire insurance first is because it's very rare. Next is because I can afford my own renovation even if it's on fire, or even if there's fire, it's going to be a very small fire burning down the kitchen only. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I can afford. No worries. So, uh, so, but I need to quote your, your story, for example, that the neighbors downstairs are affected because of the structure of the flooring is already damaged. Hence, water leakage happened. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, there would be waterproofing to prevent, you know, you mop floor, you won't see water. Yeah, even if you hose down your whole house, it's fine. But because of the fire, post-fire, the structural, there's structural damage on the flooring. Therefore, flooding also happened at the same time. Or burst water pipe is also another common situation. While I can afford my $20,000 renovation house and renovate my house back to a $20,000 state, I don't need fire insurance. I forgot, you know, downstairs, my neighbor actually really likes his renovation. He just renovated. <laughs> he spent 100000 on it. Then next moment, he sees his very precious chandelier light and his very precious ceiling lamp and his very precious, don't know what, Patek Philippe sofa being damaged. <laughs> he will be very sad because he'll be like, oh my God, this is, I spent 100000 and next moment is like a flooding house. Is that how? So, of course, he would not be happy to pay that 100000 Or maybe if he couldn't afford that 100000 uh, and he still want his house back to the $100,000 state, he will try to claim it from you, Law. It's not your fault, right? You started the fire. <laughs> yeah, but can he really claim from me? Uh yeah, he can. You're liable. There is a personal liability involved. Yeah, oh, your your house is on fire. So uh -huh. uh, you are liable for third parties damages, property damage, injury. If downstairs the neighbor is trapped in his house and then he has a cute puppy, and then your the neighbor, the aged family cannot get out they died in the event of fire yes. because of your because you started the fire you're also liable for their injuries and death yeah so this is when public liability actually kick in it is truly an underrated benefit people don't think they need home insurance because they keep on thinking about insuring their own house their own house their own house only 
but the bigger damage, <laughs> the really bigger damage come from the fact that I unwittingly damage other people's property. And that damage cannot be really measured adequately. At least I know my house renovated for 20000 I know I can bear that loss. But my neighbor's house or my neighbor's bodily injury, I can't. I can't really put a price tag to it. So this is really quite an underrated benefit. And I think uh, a lot of homeowners need to know that public liability is something we should seriously need to consider as um, an important benefit as part of your home insurance. So I've also seen a case where the owner only spent about 500 on his own house to just fix his first water pipe. But you know, water pipe is round, right? The water pipe happened to be pointing towards the neighbor's kitchen. So it is pointing towards the neighbor's kitchen. <laughs> so his own kitchen actually looked quite fine. He just had to fix that pipe. It's okay. But the neighbor's kitchen was so damaged, he had to pay $10,000 to repair the kitchen. And neighbors are not so nice sometimes. The, the neighbors actually tried to claim from the insurance company a full renovation of his whole kitchen. And then you cannot be just repairing one part of my kitchen, right? Then it doesn't tally with the rest of my other part of the kitchen, right? So you might as well remove the whole tabletop and then change the whole tabletop. <laughs> I don't like this cupboard. This cupboard looks newer than the other rest of the cupboard. Of course, it's up to the insurer's ability to negotiate that we only replace whatever that is needed to replace. Yeah, so turns out... There's a twist part. The neighbor actually furnished us with a $40,000 renovation bill on the whole oh, kitchen. Okay. Yeah. But luckily, insurers are pretty smart. We allow him to claim $10,000 out of his $40,000. Uh, insurers will not uh, pay for a betterment of something. Like, for example, if your house previously was you only renovated for $20,000, you suddenly like the latest design, a Scandinavian design, I think, I think that's not a Victorian style design. Okay, You cannot be like claiming a 100000 Victorian style design when previously your house is only like a lousy design. <laughs> The betterment part is an important uh, important payout consideration in insurance, be it comes to third-party liability or your own house. Yeah, we will not allow you to take this insurance money and upgrade your stuff. At most, we'll replace it to its um, original, um, original state. Like, for example, if you have a mattress, King Koi mattress, uh, that was $400. We would actually spend effort to find out in today's dollar, this particular mattress would cost you how much to replace. So if let's say previously you spent $400 and if today you want to claim for this same mattress again, we look at a similar model, make a model, oh, this mattress in today's market is $600. Uh, we'll pay out $600 because your mattress was set 10 years old. We don't take, a, take into consideration depreciation, but we will pay out according to how much would it cost to replace that particular item, similar make and model item. Pause you for a while, Kong. I have a question. Yeah. Using the mm. same example of the mattress, uh, this King Koi mattress, but let's say the fire and the fire badly burnt my mattress. Uh, how do I prove to you that my mattress, I, I paid 600 bucks for it? I think my loss adjuster can tell like uh, from, from, the, from the remnants. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they will be able to tell. Yeah. <laughs> I think some, somewhere, somehow they will be like, oh, this is a good mattress and this is a bad mattress. <laughs> Old mattress or new mattress. But mostly, I think it is it is based on declaration and of course a loss adjuster assessment. Like you couldn't you couldn't pass off um you know single coil oh, what's that? I don't know much about mattress. I don't know what the single coil one and the combined coil one. Yeah, it's a distinct difference in pricing as well as the make. Yeah. Question uh, do okay, let's say at the at the point of claim, right? Will I need to submit 
my receipt as proof? Uh, no, it's not necessary. Most of the fire claim uh, come with, uh, if you have receipt, best to provide because that is the best way you can get to the closest of your reinstatement cost. Otherwise, it is more like a value, a value, uh, like a declaration of the value of what you used to own. Like you look at this bookshelf, oh, it was from Ikea. Uh, I bought it at $300 about there. Oh, this mattress, I bought it from King Koi. It was $400. So it's usually itemized um, declaration of item, similar to what you do when you try to claim from travel insurance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Okay. If you have the receipt, you provide. If you don't have the receipt, uh, you just have to declare. Then oh. we will ascertain whether uh, from the remnants, yeah, whether it's true or not. Yeah. Okay. okay. But you see, uh, uh, there are people who actually declare they have a Rolex watch, but despite fire, a Rolex watch would, would have remnants one. <laughs> it will not be. <laughs> okay, uh, me, I don't have the experience, so uh, I can't tell if the, my Rolex watch was still real, okay? <laughs> It's really good okay. for the audience um, listening in that they can't see the video, they can only hear Mandy's voice because Mandy <laughs> is highly entertaining when you can see her. <laughs> I'm watching her right now over Zoom and she is still as, as entertaining as ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, Mandy, you know just now yes. you mentioned uh, PMD. There's a lot of yep. PMD fires these days. Okay. Mm. okay. Question is... Uh, if the fire is caused by, let's say, PMD charging, or like the PMD is um, uh, modified, or the PMD came from a country that was not, uh, I don't know, approved in Singapore. Mm. If that's the cause of the fire, is it covered? I have seen um, insurance, home insurance in the market that doesn't cover explicitly state that there has to be a licensed PMD, etc. set parameters on it. Mainly because I think... Uh, Three years ago, there was like one year, five fire associated with PMD. There was, um, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, almost, it, it gives us the impression that everybody owns a PMD and all of them are like leaving time bomb like that. So, <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so that time we, we, we see a lot of insurers like feel very fearful of covering uh, PMD explosions and PMD charging or they're not even charging, they just explode on its own. It's like quite scary. Mm-hmm. So, um, but good thing is, Alliance Home Protect <laughs> doesn't <laughs> <You're okay>. exclude. <laughs> I see. So feel free to get your PMD. Okay. <laughs> take care of it. Okay, take good care of it. <laughs> the next question is, uh, okay, if uh, like, let's say Alliance Home Protect covers PMD, okay, mm. then how much coverage is necessary? I think um, this is a very valid question and a lot of people are asking me on how much should I insure home insurance, PMD or not. Uh, they, they, they look at this plan and they wonder, should I get the gold plan, platinum plan or a silver plan or whatever plan? Uh, how much should I buy the sum insured? Uh, so uh, a bit of um, home insurance general knowledge. Um, we have two kind of um, payout basis. One is first lost and one is average clause in the market. So uh, average clause is very common to be found in uh, home insurance policy wording. Any home insurance, you try to flip it, you will probably see this word called average clause. Um, so first, I want to explain that Allianz Home Insurance is on a first loss basis. So to explain first loss, we have to first explain average clause. An example is if my house is burned down, to reinstate my house, like for example, the loss adjuster came, well, I look at this, look at that, your four walls cost how much, you renovate cost how much, blah, 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 blah. To reinstate back to its original state, I need to get an insurance of 100,000. Mm-hmm. But I feel, huh, 
Actually, hundred thousand a bit too much, lah. If Bendong la, probably burn down my kitchen only la. Maybe I don't have enough money to pay that premium la. Maybe I can gun la. Or maybe I don't believe in home insurance in the first place la. It could be multiple reasons. I decided not to get hundred thousand cover. I feel fifty thousand dollars is enough. Mm. So I bought a sum insured of fifty thousand. Then really, you know, my kitchen burned down. Then after that, <laughs> end up I suffered a loss of let's say ten thousand dollars. I'll be thinking, wow, Jose, ten thousand dollars I can claim because my sum insured is fifty thousand, right? Hmm. Should be enough, right? Hmm. <laughs> That's my whole intention. Why I buy fifty thousand, right? <laughs> so, so I was thinking, hey, my insurance should be enough to cover because I have a fifty thousand dollars cover. My claim amount is only ten thousand, and then later I submit a claim and then I receive a check. Guess how much would I receive? Ten thousand? No lah, because I got so generous. <laughs> I receive a check of five thousand dollars. Huh? Why? Yeah, because average clause kick in. Um, when I am underinsured by 50%, my claim payout would respectively be reduced by the same percentage. Wow. So I need to buy a sum insured of 100000 and I only buy 50000 which means you're underinsured by 50%. When you try to claim, every amount will be reduced by 50%, although it's well within the sum insured limit. So this is when you have an average clause and this average clause kick in that the claim amount will be affected that way. So then what is first loss? First loss basis means what you see is what you get. You have a $50,000 policy, you can claim up to $50,000. You try to claim a hundred, you try to claim a $10,000, you will get your $10,000 because we waive off average clause and allow you to claim up to your full sum insured. So once again, Alliance Home Insurance is on a first loss basis. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. it's very, very important. Okay, so if if um our listeners are thinking of upgrading or getting their own home insurance, right? Please check if your policy is first loss or average clause because it completely affects your payout, right? Am I right, mm. Mandy? Yes, correct, correct. Am I right to say that uh? First loss will be will be safer for for most uh, homeowners because then they don't even need to go and calculate like okay my my kitchen is worth how much am I insuring mm, yes they have this peace of mind that they know that what they buy uh, the sum insured that they purchase they are at least able to claim up to this sum insured without having a root shock of trying to claim a ten thousand instead you receive only a five thousand yep. Okay, okay. So they won't leave with this puzzled wonder a bit become one, right? I'll be Then after that they will go and scold the claim officer wonder, hey, obviously have this submission, why are you getting it? They will spare themselves of this angst following a very traumatizing fire. Yeah. So it really gives them a peace of mind. Yeah. Okay, so if I were to summarize. Uh, just by first loss. Okay, it, it makes life a lot yeah. easier yeah. for everybody involved. Yes, check your home insurance right now to see whether it's on a first loss basis. Yeah, or <laughs> uh, easier. I don't think they will put in first loss basis in the policy wording. I think easier to check whether they are on. They are subjected to average loss. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next important question, right, is I I have friends who own expensive bags who own expensive watches, expensive art, and all these things, right? The question is, let's say the fire happened to their house or their neighbor's house and the valuables are affected, are burnt. Is it covered? Valuables, are valuables covered? 
Ah, common ah, you got very rich friends, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Advices are very rich. Tell you, <laughs> never, never my concern. But yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Um, yes, watches, arts and handbags, they are very commonly found as a home item. And that uh, I think people who own this item are usually people who like actively will go and source for insurance covering them specifically. Honest Home Insurance would cover them and we have a very high sub-limit of $10,000 per article. So if that's, uh, that's a fire and then the loss adjuster came and then look at this, this is where my Hermes bag was. Now it is a burnt Hermes bag. <laughs> but once again, leather is not very afraid of fire. So we probably just have to repair it. <laughs> if it really burns and melts, it's plastic, okay? <laughs> the Hermes bag, we will pay up to a sub-limit of $10,000 per article. Yeah. Or that watch, $100,000 watch, uh, it is damaged. You can use this $10,000 to send for repair. Yeah. Because... Um, Generally, I think most valuables, except for painting, uh, the sum insured should be sufficient not to replace the whole thing, but uh, to at least reinstate it back to its original state. The actual valuables are the very good ones, are like the actual handbag. You, you can actually repair it. Mm. We've seen it before. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yes, $10,000 is a very high limit for most of the valuables. Uh, there will also be people asking, if I'm not satisfied with $10,000, can I... Can I buy to insure specifically? Now, mm. we don't provide uh, under Alliance uh, valuables insurance, but yes, there are products in the market that you can insure specific valuables mm -hmm. uh, by furnishing the right information. Yeah. So that's that's for the audience to uh, to, to go find out more. Or you can put a sign on the door again. Want to know about valuables? Please find me. I am <laughs> also able <laughs> I, put I will handle fire claim scenario. I will also handle valuable situations. Wendy, I will put have a lot of sign on my door, but I will put your number, okay? <laughs> so, all these queries will go to you. Okay. okay. Let me start the question because uh, you asked me about how much coverage is necessary. I haven't discussed about the sum insurance that you need to buy. Uh, after explaining average clause, I think uh, the, part, the second part is really about uh, people look at their house and wonder how much insurance that they need to buy. Okay, so the amount of some insurance that you need to buy actually is how much money you need to use to reinstate your house to its original state. So if let's say I spend about 40000 on my house to renovate my house 15 years ago, today to put my house back to its current state, I would need to spend 60000 mm. So the sum insurance that I need to buy is 60000 and not 40000 Okay, oh. so you look at your house and visualize that today when I want to buy this home insurance, ah, I need to do the house, um, I need to renovate it to its original state, I need to buy furniture, I need to do this, do that. Today, uh, it cost me about sixty to 100000 which is really common. Then that should be the sum insurance that you're looking at uh, when it comes to your home cover. Yeah. Okay, okay that's very clear. Okay, thanks, Mandy. No okay, problem. So yeah. before, before we end the call, right, I just have mm. one last uh, question for Mandy which is for, for you to share with us some real claims that you have seen that arose from fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was very excited when my ex-colleague um, house burst into flames. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's an occupation hazard, I really um, I'm more excited like, when I see a house in a uh, unit on fire, I'll be like, oh, really? What was damaged? <laughs> okay, no. Um, I mean, I'm sorry for his loss, really. Not, not very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so very sorry. Uh. <laughs> uh, 
But I was really curious enough to find out what exactly happened throughout the whole process. What was the loss? In fact, it was a very minor loss for, for his case. So my ex-colleague had this uh, altar, you know, people buy sin. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so so there, there'll be candles and there'll be open flame. So um, the, the, the living, the whole altar actually just burst into flame uh, from the incense and the candles. Okay, And this fire basically spread to his whole living room. Uh, so he had a burnt-out living room, blackened ceiling and burnt sofa and burnt coffee table. So he spent about, actually quite cheap because he hired a painter to just paint the living room. Oh, and yeah. then after that, he also declared the sofa value, which he purchased 20 years ago. He told the adjuster that I spent about $600 20 years ago uh, to buy this sofa. So the loss adjuster actually paid him $600 to buy a new sofa of the same and quality. Yeah. So he was able to claim $600 for that sofa, which was about 20 years old. Imagine if I were to depreciate 20 years old on a $600 sofa. You cannot even buy a beanbag in the sofa. <laughs> so he was really quite glad <laughs> that he received $600 to get a decent sofa. No? So, yeah. so he received $600 to, to get a, a new, new sofa uh, instead. Uh, so... Total claim amount, including the sofa, is about $2,000. Yeah, so we were very curious. We, in fact, we, we drilled him down to what exactly he did. What was the claim process like? Um, what a caution, most claimant, right? When they have a fire, right, they would call uh, the insurer first. And I have no idea why. They would be more concerned about how much they would claim. The actual advice is, please call 995. They put out the fire already. Then we can go in to assess the claim. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, this is a very common question. When their house is on fire, they call the insurer number one. They didn't call police department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, my painting. Oh my God, my sofa. <laughs> What's going to happen to that? Yeah, we will only be able to go in and assess the claim when there is no more fire going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. The common sense advice. Okay, so guys, your house is on fire. Please call, please call fire department and don't call... Uh, Mandy or Alliance or <laughs> correct yes yeah. that's right they, because they are yeah, that one jokes no, um, for, for, for joke only that we only receive like two two such queries in our eight years it's okay <laughs> um, we also had a case of water pipe bursting earlier okay. where the house was left vacant for eight hours it was a um, yeah quite a bad thing they, the owner left the house and then after that suddenly the water pipe bursting happened and nobody knows it's not like fire you know where your neighbour would know that you have a water pipe bursting. It's just water pipe bursting and flooding the whole house. So uh, for eight hours, the whole house was flooded and submerged. The living room, kitchen parquet, was very badly damaged. So the claim amount was about 12000 because they have to replace the whole flooring. Wow. Yeah. And some of the furnitures that was uh, soaked in water. Mm -hmm. Did they manage to claim? As well. Yeah, they did. They did. Because water pipe bursting is one of the insured perils. So, uh, yeah, able to claim uh, for the damages associated with this water pipe bursting. Whoa. The question they is, um, the, the repair of the water pipe, would it be covered? Um, we will cover associated damage. But if, let's say, you need to repair the water pipe, investigation have to be done on why the water pipe burst. And chances of why water pipe burst is because of wear and tear or rusting. Okay. So, while we allow you to claim for the flooring, TV, uh, maybe furnitures and such, the water pipe repair itself may be excluded from the claim because of the fact that we would exclude uh, wear and tear damages on the items that are trying to claim. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. Once again, I want to thank Mandy 
for coming on to our show and giving us a very detailed explanation on the different types of insurance and giving us very entertaining examples of her <laughs> experience. Okay, so um, once again, thanks Mandy. And um, if I have any questions in future about general insurance, I would definitely call you. Oh, thank you. Sure, just don't paste my number on your door. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks, Mandy. Okay, see you. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.